Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the difficult experiences that nearly all of us have to suffer at one time or another is getting sick. And, you know, this can range over a whole variety of, of illnesses of the body. And it might even include, you know, some things that we call mental illnesses as well. It could be lumped in here. Epictetus, for example, will talk about melancholy and, and, you know, the need to be able to deal with that, understanding that as sort of a disorder of the humors. In any case, this is something that the Stoics devoted some thought to because it's such a commonplace experience, not only in their time when many people, in fact, died of illnesses, but in our time when people, again, also died of illnesses quite a bit. They're just different illnesses. We've managed to inoculate children against a number of different diseases. As a matter of fact, even wiped some of them out, more or less. That used to be pretty terrible. But, you know, we, we inhabit a world in which some of the big killers now are things like heart disease or cancer or diabetes, diseases that were not quite so prevalent when people didn't live so long. Cancer is a you know particularly good example. The fact that we have extended our lifetimes by eliminating some diseases has perhaps opened us up to, to others. And so we're going to sooner or later die of something. Many of us are going to die of illnesses of one form or another. And even if we don't die of illnesses, we often have to suffer with them. You could think of people who spend you know a good portion of their life with rheumatoid arthritis, which can strike, you know, when you're a young person and then continue on for years and years. There's many diseases that really put a, a damper on our life. And then there's all these acute diseases as well. You know, we get a cold, we get the flu, we get a fever, as, as, as Epictetus is going to talk about. There's all sorts of things we can contract that really, to a lot of us, either ruin our lives or certainly reduce the quality, as we say, of life. So how do Stoics think that we want to deal with illnesses, illnesses of the body? Now, the Stoics understand that illness is one of those things that's outside of our power in large part. And there's, there's a bit to say about that in just a moment. And it's typically seen by most people as a bad thing. The Stoics think that that is a mistaken judgment, that illness is not something good or bad. It's just something that is. It's an indifferent. What we make of it is what makes it good or bad for us. And that has to do with our reactions. Now, when they say that illness is something that lies outside of our power, that doesn't mean that they had a totally fatalistic attitude about it. For example, you can see Epictetus in Book 4 in his discussion of cleanliness saying it's important to do hygiene. You know, not just so you don't stink and bother other people around you, but also so that you keep your body in good repair. He says your body is like a horse. If you were given a horse, you wouldn't not take care of it, would you? And then, you know, expect it to, to be in good condition. No, you actually have to attend to it and take care of it. So you need to maintain some standards of hygiene and some standards of cleanliness. The Stoics would be for people doing exercise. The Stoics would be for preventive medicine. Uh, the, the thing that the Stoics would stress, though, is you can do all of that and then still get sick. 
You can get the flu shot and you're inoculated against the three strains of flu that the scientists had decided are the most likely to statistically to be the ones that you're going to run into. And then you could get any of the other 50 strains of flu that are floating around out there. You can get the inoculation and it could not work. You can do all the preventive medicine that you like and get sick with something that got through the gaps. Um, there's all sorts of, of things that can go wrong. And so, you know, we could even say that about the medical treatment, right? People go into hospitals and they're going to the hospital to get cured. And what do they get? They get a staph infection because that's one of the places, one of the best places to get such an infection. One of these super bugs. There is a lot that, that really does remain out of our control. Some of it has to do with genetics. A great example of this is the recent phenomenon of women getting tested to find out whether they have a propensity to breast cancer and if they have a high enough propensity, actually getting a mastectomy. That does seem to be something where they have some control over what, what's happening with their body, but does that mean that they won't get any sort of cancer? It, it doesn't. There's all sorts of other things that can happen. So illness as a class is not something that we can think that we can stave off completely. Perhaps in the future, you know, if some science fiction-y scenarios come true, maybe we have to rethink this. But for the time being, it's very clear that even in the first world with great medical treatment, illness is something that we have to deal with. So it's precisely according to the Stoics, one of those things that we ought to have practiced dealing with. We ought to have thought through what we're going to do when we find out we've got some bad news before that news hits so that we can be armed against it. And I would, I would say that this extends not only to bad news for ourselves, but also for others for whom we feel concern or affection. Um, we should you know, anticipate that some of these things are going to happen sooner or later. So what can we do? We can bear, as he says, our fever, he's using that as an example, or the hunger or thirst that the doctor imposes upon us. I mean, if you've ever been in a hospital, you know that being in a hospital is not fun in part because they don't let you do what you want to do. They'll let you watch as much TV as you like, but you can't get up out of your bed when you want to. You know, you have to check in with people. They won't give you, you know, whatever you want to eat or drink. And so the question is, how do we handle those sort of things? things. We can bear those in the right way. And what is the right way? Well, for the Stoic, it's keeping our ruling faculty in accordance with nature. That's the general answer in pretty much every case that Epictetus is going to give, right? We can use the external conditions of illness, which is something that affects our body, and the responses to illness, which can sometimes be even worse, right? We can use those in, in the right way, keeping our ruling faculty in accordance with nature. What does that mean, concretely? Well, he gives us some examples. He says, if you have a fever in the right way, you perform the things expected of the man who has a fever. Not expected in the sense of like, we're doing disaster preparation and thinking about hysterics and the sort of things that they'll do. Rather, what is the best way a person would react to that? A person who really has it together, how will they deal with their medical emergency, their medical problem, their medical crisis? So he goes in and he says, well, what does it mean to have fever in the right way? Not to blame God or man. Not to be saying, oh, woe is me. The universe is turning against me. Why? Why, God? To understand that it's part of the course of things. He says not to be overwhelmed by what happens to you. To await death bravely and in the right way. To do what is enjoined upon you. 
you know, not to tell your doctor to go screw himself when he wants to do some treatment, provided your doctor actually knows what he's doing. When your physician comes to see you, not to be afraid of what he will say. And at the same time, not to be carried away with joy if he says you are doing splendidly. For what good to you lay in that remark? When you were well, what good was it to you? He says, it means not to be downhearted too if he says you're in a bad way. So he goes on and he says, is the universe going to be upset when you die? Why then do you wheedle your physician? Why do you say, if you wish, master, I shall get well? Why do you give him occasion to put on airs? Why not just give him what is his due? Just treat the doctor as a doctor. That doesn't mean that you have to have a sort of deferential attitude towards them and you can't suggest, maybe I heard about this medical treatment over there. Can we try that out? There's a lot of doctors who actually probably need a good talking to from time to time. But it's all about how you choose to do it. Are you doing it out of a sense of desperation? Or are you doing it because it's, you know, what is expected and what, what you ought to do in that case. All things being equal, it's better to stay alive. It's, it's a preferred indifferent from the stoic perspective. But if your body is going to die, it's going to die. You have a choice about how you're going to die. Are you going to go down, as they say, with your boots on? Or are you going to you know, go down crying and, and you know, wailing and saying how unfair all of it is? So he, he goes on and he gives a lot of other you know, examples, but then he says, these are the things the moment demands for a man who's in a fever. If he meets this demands, he has what it properly belongs to him. It's not the business of the philosopher to guard these external matters, the wine, oil, or even his body, but what? His governing principle to keep it in accordance with nature. So that is how Epictetus thinks that we ought to face this, you know, indifferent uh, sickness that we don't have complete control over. We can take some steps to eliminate some probabilities, but we can still get sick. I want to say one other thing about this as well. In other chapters of these books of the discourses, he is going to talk about illness as an example. And you might think that Epictetus would, as a Stoic, be telling everybody, hey, buck up and act Stoic about your illness. He's not doing that, actually, because it doesn't do any good to tell somebody who's not ready to hear that, uh, that they should just shut up and not be consoled or not be nursed or anything like that. As a matter of fact, he has this example of the official who comes to him and his daughter is sick and he left the room. He got out of there because he couldn't stand to see her suffering. And Epictetus says, well, there's something really wrong with you, buddy. Why did you abandon your child? And the man says, oh, it was out of my affection for her. And Epictetus says, that's not parental affection at all. Do you know who displayed parental affection? Your wife, who stayed with the child. The nurse, who stayed with the child. The kid's tutor, who stayed with the child. All of them stayed with her and consoled her in her illness. And they didn't say, I'm going to take care of myself. I can't stand to see you. I, I can't bear to be in the room. Instead, they did what they needed to do and showed some solidarity and showed some support and some compassion. So notice that Epictetus doesn't say, well, you should have also told her, you know, that being ill and being sick is an indifferent. He's not worried about that. He thinks that when a person who, you know, isn't on the Stoic path is experiencing these things, they very well may think that, that it is a terrible calamity that's befallen them. Then you commiserate with them. Not to the extent that you allow yourself to become totally upset by it, but so that you can help them out. 
Now, if you are getting sick and you actually are trying to practice the Stoic philosophy, then you should try to keep your faculty, you know, your, your rational faculty and your faculty of choice in accordance with nature. Likewise, if your friend, I suppose, or your spouse is trying to practice Stoicism, or at least trying to do philosophy and take a philosophical attitude, then you could remind them that illness is not the evil that we believe it to be. But, you know, I suppose he would say if you do that and they have a very bad reaction to it, perhaps you should back off and just be there to take care of them. So this is how Epictetus thinks about illness, this very common thing that we think to be an evil that from the Stoic perspective actually isn't an evil. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.